Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Philippines win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Come back, pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back to the show. It is 11.06 from the Stiefel Sports Studio. I missed this. On the stretch, you'll look to first. The pitch. Rolled up the third base line, coming on, barehanding, Arenado throws, he got him! That was a Nolan Arenado gold and platinum glove play and throw. And this. On three and two, the pitch. A swing and a drive, that's it deep down the left field line. O'Neal on the run, and he gets over there to make the catch. What a play in the corner by Tyler O'Neal. A burst of speed led him to the corner and out number two in the Milwaukee first inning. That was at Milwaukee. The earlier one from Arenado was at Wrigley Field. Here's Bush Stadium. Right-handed batter facing a right-hander, Jake Woodford. The 2-0 pitch grounded toward right field. Tommy Edmond to his left. Grabs it sliding. He throws. Got him. Great play by Edmond in short right field. Good stretch by Carpenter helped out as Duffy is out 4-3. On a sliding acrobatic play by Tommy Edmonds. And just for good measure, let's throw this one in. And the 1-1 delivery to Ortega is grounded to Goldschmidt. And he throws home. He's going to get the runner in between home and third. Arenado tags him out. And now they've got some other problems on the right side of the infield. They've got a rundown going. And Edmond now throws it to third. Molina has it. Nobody's covering first base. But they still got the guy between second and third. And he's out. It's a double play. Every Cardinal is on the infield right now. All outfielders covering bases. Talk about a team play. And the Cubs just ran themselves out of the bottom of the eighth inning. (laughs) What a play by Goldschmidt again. And the rest of the Cardinals team. Oh, my. Oh, my, indeed. Not a hit in that highlight reel, Katie Wu from The Athletic. That's the best defensive team in baseball and maybe ever with all respect to the 82 Cardinals who are celebrating their 40th anniversary. How are you doing, Katie? What a great defensive team and what great highlights. I got a little emotional. I got, like, the chills listening to some of those, but mostly I just have the longing to get back to baseball hopefully soon. Hearing those calls just, you know, 
I think that maybe we just have, have baseball in our blood right now, and we're supposed to be in spring training. And every time I hear one of those clips or highlights or happen to see a random thing on my TV, I just get so anxious. I do, too. Um, yeah, really nice to hear those. Yeah, it's good to hear you and good to talk about it. And that's the goal is to stir up some emotion. And I know the fans, our fans are just the best, and they are waiting. They're champing at the bit for an opportunity, and it's tough. I mean, right now we should be in Jupiter. Well, I wouldn't be. Kevin Wheeler would be down there representing us, but you would be down there. We should be following the Cardinals as they get ready to play their first game on the 26th. Not going to happen now, is it, Katie? It is not going to happen. It's a very – um very peculiar situation. I know there's definitely a lot of unclarity and, and just a lot of frustration overall, especially from a fan's perspective, which I can certainly understand. But hopefully with both sides scheduled to meet frequently next week, we, we gain some traction here on these talks because it has been um, quite slow over the past few months. And I, I know fans are rightfully frustrated about it. Yeah, they are. And I don't know that fans necessarily are interested in all the little particulars. They just want something to get done. But the basics of it, as you see it, it really comes down to the fact that they've taken a long time here to negotiate these core economic issues. Katie, just your overview of what the sticking point is here right now. No, I think that both sides are just so far apart on on so many core issues. And I understand from the Players Association perspective, the changes that they are, are trying to make, whether it's with the CBT or a more competitive state of the game and maybe more fair um, finances when it comes to the younger players in their mind it's ultimately going to better the game of baseball and they certainly have an argument for why that's correct you know mlb did not have to institute a lockout but they did um with 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 going out and saying they were going to negotiate in good faith i feel like we have yet to see a lot of true good faith negotiations uh, and hopefully like i said next week that changes because we are running out of time mlb set february 28th as the, the sort of hard deadline to make sure the regular season isn't impacted. And I think, as Commissioner Rob Manfred said, it would be absolutely detrimental to this game if regular season games are impacted, especially given what baseball went through in 2020 and in a little bit in 2021. But, you know, it all comes down to the fans. They deserve a full season having to deal with the last two years of just our society and the pandemic in general. So hopefully for, for all parties, there's some significant progress made next week. Yeah, I hear from a lot of fans that are saying, you know, what about us? I mean, what, doesn't anybody ask us what we think? And and I am going to actually give people an opportunity to call in here after you and I are finished and let them talk a little bit about this team at 314-436-7900 and 800-925-1120. James will take a couple of calls and, and put them up there for us because it is about them. And look, you are, you grew up in the Bay Area, baseball fan. I grew up in St. Louis, baseball fan. These are two great baseball markets. It's not like that everywhere else. And my fear is that we've passed the Super Bowl already and NFL fans are down that their game is over, but they're looking for something else. This is a great opportunity for baseball. The NBA All-Star game is today. We don't have an NBA team in St. Louis, but I'm telling you folks, NBA is ahead of baseball too. So I think that we look at it in a bit of a bubble here because we, not that we take it for granted, but we're a baseball city. And mm-hmm. it's not like that everywhere else, is it, Katie? I mean, you travel around. You've been to many of the ballparks. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there seriously is nothing like the St. Louis market. I was told that from the beginning when I first got the job, and I was told you're really just going to have to see it to really understand what we're talking about here. And it didn't take me long at all to understand what people were talking about. I think that's why the timing of a normal spring training, when Super Bowl ends, 
NFL fans are, you know, kind of let down. They're like, what can we turn to? And then you have the promise immediately of pitchers and catchers starting usually the week right after the Super Bowl. And for Cardinals fans specifically, such a passionate and devoted fan base where spring training is, is kind of the, for me, it's almost the highlight of the season because it is so casual and calm and every, everyone is optimistic no matter what team you are. And there's just that kind of sense that we went all winter without baseball we're back we can kind of ease into things I think Cardinals fans really appreciate that kind of slow crawl through the spring picks up a little bit each week and sadly you know no matter what happens here even if we do get a spring there will not be that slow crawl it will be zero to 100 very very quickly and I think that's the best part about spring is that it's almost a little relaxing and you can kind of take it in and just enjoy a couple days at the ball game I'm with you on that, and our coverage will be 0-100 to 100 also. Not that we're not covering oh, yeah. it now, but, you know, the fans, what they're going to do, as soon as the green light comes on, they will be flooding with questions. What's this? What's that? What, how do they look? What, and it will be intense but fun. That's why we're in this. Katie, you've written extensively on The Athletic about the team. I think the number one question is, can this rotation do this? If you're going to have f- f- three, four weeks of spring training, let's see, is that enough time to get everybody – ready to rock and roll. Flaherty, Hudson, Wainwright, Michaelis, Stephen Matz joining this rotation. Is that enough? And what do you see in terms of depth outside of that? You know, I think if you were looking at the rotation normally, we saw a three and a half week spring in 2020. But my main concern, and this isn't just Cardinal specific, although it certainly can, can be attributed to them, is just when you're looking at pitchers coming back from injury, Teams usually like to operate with a little bit of caution no matter what the injury is or who the player is. And if you only have a three- to four-week spring, pitchers aren't usually afforded that opportunity to be ramped up slowly. And the Cardinals have three pitchers, of course, coming back from pretty significant injuries. Jack Flaherty, Dakota Hudson, Miles Michaelis, all figures to be very key parts of this rotation. And it's not like there's a bunch of depth immediately for the starting rotation. I mean, we have Jake Woodford, who I think did a great job last year, especially in September as kind of the sixth man swingman option. But what the Cardinals in the front office was really looking to do under the the pretenses of a normal spring was experiment with the depth rotations, whether it be Jordan Hicks, whether it be Alex Reyes, what does the bullpen look like? Who can spell longer innings? Can they do openers? Can they do piggyback starts? That's kind of what the spring, what they were going to use it for from a pitching perspective if it was a normal spring. I think with only three to four weeks, you no longer have the luxury of being able to be flexible You're going to be focused on the starters. Are they healthy? And you're not really going to have an opportunity to see what kind of depth options that the team may have. And I think that could really hurt the Cardinals because we saw what happened last year, obviously, when there wasn't a lot of depth options. I personally think the rotation is in a much better spot than they were in 2021. But you know, Tom, they say it all the time. You can never have enough starting pitching. And I think with only three to four weeks, the front office is not going to be able to kind of finagle with the options as much as they would like to. That's a great point. And before we go, I want to direct people's attention to The Athletic. That's where you write. You should get the app and read more of The Athletic if you don't already. It's just great. I mean, it really gets right down to it. I actually have the notifications on my phone because I like when The Athletic throws me those notifications and directs my attention to things. And recently you wrote, in fact, I believe this was Friday going into the weekend about the outfield. You know, Jack Flaherty was the biggest hit that the Cardinals took last year. His injury really changed the team. But Bader's return was a big one, wasn't it, Katie? I mean, that's a heck of an outfield. And you wrote about Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, and Dylan Carlson. 
Absolutely. And thank you, Tom, for the kind words about the athletic. I appreciate that. But I think this outfield is, is such a catalyst. A healthy Cardinals outfield can be such a catalyst. Obviously, defensively, I mean, you have two gold glovers there, and Dylan Carlson is obviously no shabby outfielder himself. But offensively, when you look at the strides all three outfielders made last year when they were healthy, it really was the catalyst for this team. I mean, they're dynamic in the outfield. They have great chemistry. They're fast. They very, very rarely make a defensive miscue. But the strides that Tyler O'Neill and Harrison Bader made offensively, what Dylan Carlson was able to do consistently in what was considered his first full rookie year, I think that's just, they've just set the bar very high for what they can do in 2022. And I think a lot of it, you know, we, we spend a lot of time rightfully talking about the pitching, but this starting outfield is just as important. I mean, in the first half of the season, there were only five games where Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, and Dylan Carlson all played in their routine positions and then you saw what happened in the first half. The Cardinals weren't very good. In the second half, they started playing more consistently. They stayed healthy. And we saw a much better product overall. And I think a lot of that is attributed to the outfield. So very excited to see what those three guys can do. You made a very good point in the story in that Tyler O'Neill had a monster September. Uh, he hit 13 oh, yeah. home runs in that month. And there's a line in this story that might get people's attention, but it's it's pretty accurate. I mean, his injuries have riddled him in the past, there's no reason, talking about O'Neal, to doubt he could emerge as a legitimate MVP candidate as early as this upcoming season. If you really think about it, I mean, Katie, you're on the money there. I mean, Tyler has the tools to be that. The key is, can he stay healthy? Absolutely. I know that. I think we saw a, a little preview, a little foreshadowing in September of what true player Tyler can be and, and if he can stay healthy I really don't think it, it's too far-fetched to think that he'll get some MVP consideration especially if the Cardinals are as good as they're projected to be well we're looking forward to the season whenever that starts uh, they can hurry up anytime they want February 28th Any now. <laughs> right let's go let's get it going uh, Katie we appreciate the visit very much visit the athletic and see Katie Wu's uh, work there she does a terrific job, and yes, any day now, uh, that'd be just fine. And then we'll see you in Jupiter. Yeah, sounds great to me, Tom. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you. Same. There's Katie Wu of The Athletic, Tom Ackerman from the Stiefel Sports Studio, downtown St. Louis. And when we come back, we're going to take a look at not only your phone calls at 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120, and your thoughts on baseball or anything sports, and I'm also going to try to construct at some point here an all-time NBA starting five. We'll see if I can pull it off. That's coming up. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Okay, all-time NBA team. This is really, really hard to do because there's so many great big men. That's the biggest problem, James, that I've run into here is that I'm the way that I've constructed this. I have two of the best big men in the history of the NBA sitting outside the top two teams of all time. And I feel very uncomfortable about it. So here's here it is. This is the best that I can do. You can beat this team if you want. You can assemble anybody you want. And you're going to have a hard time beating this five. And I said I was going to do the classic one through five, but I I have the right to change my mind. And I'm going to put the best five out there. So this is the best five that I I can come up with. And if you can top it, go ahead. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. I'll give you my top two, actually, and then my two on the bench. I'm embarrassed about the two on the bench. So I have a team of 12, pretty typical basketball team size, right? 12 teams, 12 players. Here's my starting five. At point guard from the Los Angeles Lakers, Magic Johnson. Also at guard from the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I'm going to leave teams out because this guy's played for multiple teams, but he's also in my starting five. He is not the greatest player of all time, but he's in the conversation, and that would be LeBron James. I had a hard time here with this next one because I've respected him so much as a player that I cannot leave him out of the starting five. To me, he is one of the dominant players in league history, and he could do it all. Today, kind of like Magic, he would be considered a positionless player because he could do everything for his team, and that would be Larry Bird. Larry Bird, along with Steph Curry, you could argue either way, best shooters in NBA history. Right now, Curry's got to own that title, but Bird did it so many times in the clutch and could play inside, outside. He could burn you with a steal. He was one of the greatest passers in league history, on and on and on. Tough player, huge trash talker. If there was a trash talk Hall of Fame, Larry Bird would be the poster boy for that. He was the number one trash talker in NBA history. But he belongs in the top five. And then I cannot have a starting five in the NBA. It's impossible for me. I can't do it. Because he's in the argument as greatest player of all time also. And that would be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You talk about a dominant player. I mean, he had an ability to score at will at times. 
and had racked up so many accolades through his career. You can't leave Kareem Abdul-Jabbar out of the starting five of all time. But what that does is it leaves some unbelievable players off. So there's the top five, starting five for me. Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Larry Bird, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'd have a hard time leaving any of the five off. But that brings together a very big second team to go against them. And that would be Oscar Robertson, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, who I think could play the three, but he's a postman. He's a four. And then some monster post guys inside. Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain. Give me Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain all day long. But you know what that means. I'm leaving Shaq out of the top 10. And it doesn't feel good because Shaq watching Shaquille O'Neal play as a dominant big man for so long, it feels kind of silly. But how do I put him ahead of Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain? Tough to do. And also Akeem Olajuwon who is one of the quickest players in the post of all time, fundamentally sound. I've got Hakeem and Shaq on the <laughs> has two on the bench outside of the top 10. So anyway, that's the best that I can do. Magic, Jordan, LeBron, Bird, Kareem. Beat that. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Illinois with a win over Michigan State, 79-74. The 12th-ranked Illini take care of business, and they did it yesterday in East Lansing. Kofi Coburn, best big man in the country right now, pours in 27 points. Jacob Grandison with 24. That's a season high for him. And Illinois... Tell you what, you go into Michigan State and beat Tom Izzo, that is darn impressive. Illinois now moves ahead of Wisconsin and into a first-place tie with Purdue in the Big Ten standings. Now, they've lost to Purdue twice, yet here they find themselves at the top, and I would love to see them play Purdue again. And maybe that'll happen in the Big Ten tournament. Could very well happen. Also, uh, winning yesterday was Drake beating Loyola. And in doing that, that creates a three-way tie in the Missouri Valley Conference. So they have a three-way tie going into today's game. Missouri State at Northern Iowa. They tip off at 1 o'clock. The commissioner of the Valley, Jeff Jackson, is with us at 1145. And we'll talk about the Valley and Arch Madness coming up. Big Ten, Missouri Valley Conference, a lot of chatter about that. The A-10, we talked to Travis Ford at 1030 this morning on Sports on a Sunday Morning. That leaves us with the SEC as, I think, the second strongest conference in my mind. Uh, but if you look around, there's some really good teams. I think this is going to be a crazy arch madness. Well, it is going to be a crazy arch madness. It's going to be an absolutely nuts March madness uh, in college basketball because there is no dominant team. Even Gonzaga, they had a little trouble yesterday uh, with Santa Clara. Uh, they got it done. Uh, they won by, I think, 12, but they've been smoking teams left and right. And that did not happen yesterday to the number one team in the nation. Number two, Auburn lost at Florida. They fell 63-62. They've been tripping up a little bit here and there. They're 24-3. and They're an awesome team, but they're not a the clear-cut number one team in the nation. I don't think there is one. The number four team in the country, look out for Kentucky. Now, Alabama got off to a hot start. They were up by 10 in the first half, 41-31. Then Kentucky turned on the Jets and started knocking down threes and playing tight defense on the outside. Alabama shot 43s. I think made 14 of them, 
something along those lines. They just could not overtake a big Kentucky team with a terrific rebounding and shot blocking ability. And Kentucky is going to be very tough to knock out of the NCAA tournament. I do believe let's not forget that they went in Allen Fieldhouse and absolutely scorched Kansas. Kansas is good. Uh, they're one of the teams that could definitely be a factor, but uh, you know they've shown some vulnerability too. Top 25 games today, Purdue will host Rutgers. If they went to Rutgers, they would lose it. Well, they already have. Rutgers beats everybody at home. Rutgers will go on the road at 430 today to take on number five, Purdue. That's another team to be very wary of. I, it could be their year. It could very well be their year. They have all the pieces to make a run. Matt Painter's team is really, really good. The only team that I haven't mentioned uh, is Arizona. They're the number three team in the country, and they are legit also. Uh, they, they're they a team definitely to pay attention to. So it's if you're starting to think brackets, we're still a ways away from that, but in three weeks we're going to have Selection Sunday, three weeks from today. So you should start paying attention. If you fill out brackets, get yourself a little edge. Tim, is Tim on the line on KMOX? How are you doing? Sports on a Sunday morning. What's going on? Oh, I just wanted to say hello. Thanks for taking the call. I was listening most of the morning. i got to tell you, we go to spring training every other year. We've had tickets for 30, 35 years, and it's quite disappointing not to get to go this year. Yeah, I understand. And, uh, and my other comment was, gosh, I sure had a crush on – Dr. J, that you left him out of my top 10 basketball guys. Yeah, I hear you. It, it was tough to put uh, Julius Irving in that, but one of the most exciting players in league history, without a doubt. And if you were to if you were to say impact player, he's definitely there. Hard for me to crack the top 10 with him, but he's right on the edge. Another player who was exciting who played for the Sixers, Allen Iverson, is one of my all-time favorite players. Nobody gave more out there than Iverson. No, or, or nobody was quicker, I don't think, either. Yeah, that's totally true. Can I ask you about spring training? Did you buy tickets yet, or did you make any arrangements? No, because we go down there. It's always so easy to to get them, and we like to walk around. You know, sometimes you can go to one field or the other. So we we were getting ready to get our plane reservations, and we had the hotel, and then that got blown. So we just re switched the tickets to another place. So we're going to go out and see some relatives, but we decided it wouldn't wouldn't work out to go down and see spring training that late if they got it going and when they got it. But we're always able to find nice tickets and get around there. And it's sometimes fun when they're playing another team, those players, you can see them up close. It's a little different than the baseball game. Absolutely. Yeah. I I miss the place a lot. I didn't get to go last year. First time I missed spring training in 20 years uh, because of COVID Uh, we were restricted from business travel at that time. And, and so, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens here moving forward. But Tim, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you. Great to check in on sports on a Sunday morning. Um, I have uh, great fondness for Julius Irving. That was a that was a good call right there. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we will update you on some happenings around sports. The NBA All Star Game is today. That's why I bring up the NBA All Time Team. They're going to uh, actually discuss the 75th anniversary team today, and they will be celebrating in Cleveland where LeBron James will be coming back home. You know, another name that I did not mention was Bob Pettit. And I think a lot of St. Louis fans listening right now would say that Bob Pettit could arguably be one of the top players in the history of basketball. Um, there's no doubt about that. You could you could put him in there as well. Time out on Sports on a Sunday Morning from the Stiefel Sports Studio. We return 
right after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Sports on a Sunday morning, joined by Travis Ford, Chris Blair, Katie Wu. We've had some fun hearing about the Blues and their win over Toronto yesterday, 6-3. to Jeff Jackson, the commissioner of the Missouri Valley Conference, will be with us in five minutes. Officially, the Beijing Olympic Games have closed. The Olympic flame has been extinguished, marking the end of the most lockdown games in history. Uh, the mayor of Beijing handed over the Olympic flag uh, to the mayors of Milan uh, and Cortina D'Ampezzo. In Italy, they will host the 2026 Winter Games. Second Olympics to be held since the coronavirus first emerged in China. The movements of athletes, media, and workers heavily restricted. Everyone wore masks and took daily COVID tests. There were only 463 positive COVID tests reported among thousands of people in Beijing for the Games. So that's not a bad number really at all. Um, Michaela Schifrin and the American mixed ski team missed out on a medal by 0.42 seconds. Really tough Olympics for Schifrin. They lost in the bronze matchup in the final alpine ski event of the Beijing Olympics. That was on the last day today. Uh, Finland claimed its first Olympic men's hockey gold medal with a 2-1 win over the Russian Olympic Committee. A go-ahead goal 31 seconds into the third period to complete the Finns' comeback from an early 1-0 deficit. Best finishes in 17 previous Olympic appearances were silver medals in 1988 and 2006. The first gold for Finland in the Olympics. The U.S. got knocked out uh, earlier and did not medal and hasn't medaled since 2010 and hasn't won the gold since 1980. We will take a quick timeout. When we come back, it'll be Jeff Jackson, the Missouri Valley Conference. A lot to talk about with him. 
He has new teams coming in. He has a tournament that's about to start in St. Louis. He has a huge game on the docket for today. I do games for the Valley. I will use that as a disclaimer as we talk about the ins and outs of the Missouri Valley Conference. It's going to be fun with Jeff Jackson, the new commissioner of the Missouri Valley Conference, after this on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. It is my pleasure to bring into the conversation at 1146, live on KMOX, the commissioner of the Missouri Valley Conference, Jeff Jackson. The conference's 10th commissioner is with us. He began in the summer of 21 and since has been very busy. How haven't you, commissioner? How are you? I have, Tom. How are you? I'm doing great. It's great to hear your voice. Great to talk some hoops. I was down in Evansville yesterday for Valparaiso's win at Evansville, and it just shows you how deep this conference is. Valparaiso is way better than a 5-10 and 10 record. Are you kidding me? They're really good. I mean, they, they could absolutely yeah. make some noise in Arch Madness. Yeah, Tom, I think it really bodes well for our championship because there are six or seven teams who will have a legitimate chance to come away with the automatic qualifier. I think it speaks, as you spoke to, to the depth in, in our conference. Just, It's been a great, great year. I, I don't think there's a more competitive conference in the country, and I think the statistics back that up. Well, there have been a lot of close games, that's for sure. So a lot of this could go either way. I don't think a conference has played closer games. I mean, you look at Valpo has played six overtime games on their own. Illinois State's played six overtime games. The only other team in the country that's done that is, I believe, UT Arlington. And that uh, would make three teams with the most in the country, and two of them are Valley teams. And to your point, there's been some buzz about an at-large coming out of the Valley, as Loyola was that team that was being buzzed about, and then they got beat by Drake yesterday. Well, I don't think that buzz is going to die because I think Loyola still has an opportunity to reach the NCAA tournament via at-large status. But I also think Missouri State has played their way into that stature in terms of you look at some of the wins that they've had, the success that they've had against the top tier in our conference, a challenging non-conference slate. Um, I, I think there's an awfully good chance that by the time we get to the end of Arch Madness, we are having a le- legitimate conversation about two teams from the Missouri Valley representing the conference in the NCAA tournament. Well, you have this radio thing down because you just led right into my next topic, and that is today's big game. And this is a big game. Make no mistake about it. Missouri State at Northern Iowa is going to term, determine a lot. Missouri State will have well, a, lot of, a lot of eyes on it, won't it? And also, you've got a three-way tie at the top of your league right now between Loyola, Northern Iowa, and Missouri State, all 11-4. and four. Well, as I'm speaking to you, Tom, I'm in the loading dock here in Cedar Falls getting ready to walk in and see what will be a game in the Missouri Valley Conference to establish first place. Um, UNI obviously has a little bit more of an opportunity to control their own destiny for the rest of the season to gain first place status or the number one seed in our conference. But you're 100% right. It's, it's going to be an incredible game, um, incredible opportunity, uh, good for two to scheduling. 
um, in terms of having these two teams pitted against each other at this time of year, and I'm anxious to see what takes place. Drake just a game behind them at 10-5. and five. Bradley's come on very strong. Fans know all about them. They've made some NCAA tournament appearances. They're 10-6 and six in the league, and then Southern Illinois won yesterday. They're now 8-8 eight and eight in the league, so it's pretty clear who your top six are, and then you have four that would be fighting it out as it stands right now. On Thursday of Arch Madness, March 3rd, that's Valparaiso, Indiana State, Illinois State, and Evansville. Missouri State led by Isaiah Mosley. He's averaging 20 per game. He is the favorite right now, I'd say, to win the Larry Bird Trophy as player of the league. I would put him on any team in the country. And Look, I've seen him in person, and I've seen him enough to know that this guy can do it all. He is a very, very special talent, isn't he? Yeah, I'm excited about him. You know, the, the one thing that travels no matter uh, where you're playing in college basketball is the ability to score. And, and the young man definitely has that. But he's got a great team with him. When you look at their big guy, Prem, and uh, the ability that they have with other perimeter players, Black immediately comes to mind. The job that Lukai Patterson has done filling in at the point guard position this year. Uh, they're a really well-rounded, deep basketball team, but they do have that student athlete with uh, superstar status because Mosley can, as we saw earlier this year when he went up to Chicago and, and had a tremendous game against Loyola, he has the ability to take over a game and, and, and give them something that not every team in our conference has. And, you know, probably the student athlete that rivals him the most in terms of that category is who he's going to be playing against this afternoon in A.J. Green. Yeah, absolutely. And Northern Iowa is such a special team, always has been. They got off to a slow start, took a couple of hits. You just knew they were going to come alive, and they have. They're 11-4 and four in the league. Again, a three-way tie at the top of the Missouri Valley Conference. And then, Commissioner, you take a peek over at the Ohio Valley, and the top two teams are Murray State at 16-0 and and Belmont at 14-2. and Boy, did you make some selections there between those two institutions. They will be joining the Missouri Valley Conference next season, along with UIC, which I'll ask you about in just a minute. But, wow, what a turn of events for the Missouri Valley Conference, a basketball conference that just gets better. How did that happen? How did that all go down? Well, I think our presidents and chancellors just did a tremendous job of being proactive and being aware of the current landscape in regards to realignment. I think they had a goal of making sure that the Missouri Valley Conference was going to be in a better position at the onset of the 22-23 season than they were at the onset of the 21-22 season. And I think they worked awfully hard to get that accomplished. And we've been really fortunate to add a Murray State, who I think currently is ranked 21st or 22nd in the country. Belmont, who's probably been the postseason play, I think, seven or eight of the last 11 or 12 years. Um, and then you had UIC, who gives us a, a, a foothold in the Chicago market, which to our conference is extremely important. Um, I feel very good about where the Valley is. I think we've improved. I think we've enhanced. And, and I think it just bodes extremely well that, that the future that we're going to be able to, you know, have an opportunity to compete in terms of multiple bids, uh, student-athlete experience, I think all those things in our conference are on the rise. Yeah, it's a very important thing. And the fan experience is great. You want to continue to grow that on each campus. But Arch Madness has had some staying power, and I think part of it is the fan experience. What is your level of anticipation to get an Arch Madness in St. Louis for the first time as Commissioner of the Valley, Jeff Jackson? 
Well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, I'm, I'm, as, as many know, I'm an ex-coach, so I've grown up knowing about the Missouri Valley for probably ever since the tournament started here in this part of the country in terms of being in St. Louis. And, you know, I'm anxious to see it in person. I'm anxious to see the competition. I'm anxious to see the fan bases. Um, I just think it's a great event for our student athletes. I think it's a great event for our institutions. Um, and because of what we've been talking about the last few minutes in terms of the competition in our conference this year, I think it's going to be a very, very special and maybe one of the uh, arch madnesses that we talk about for a long, long time. And the commissioner, as he mentioned, a coach, he made his debut as a coach at New Hampshire. He was a head coach there. He was an assistant at Stanford and Colorado State and St. Bonaventure, an assistant at Vanderbilt as well. And then as a part of the Big South, uh, you had uh, a lot of time as a head coach as well at Furman. Uh, you spent some time in the Big South as deputy commissioner. You were the executive associate commissioner of the Big 12, so you have seen basketball at the highest level. And the thing about the Valley is it's just a great basketball league. There is basketball spoken. You know, the language is spoken. It, it has a great feel to it. So many coaches have gone on from the Valley uh, to become uh, household names, and I think that's an okay thing. I mean, you'd like to hang on to everybody, but you also know that you've got some great people rotating through that league, Commissioner, and you also have people that want to be in that league because of that competition. I think you're right, Tom. I think it's a combination of both. Uh, our institutions have made an extremely strong and purposeful commitment to the sport of basketball. I think that resonates when you're looking at uh, whether it's institutions that want to align themselves with our conference, whether it's student athletes who want to participate in our conference, or whether it's coaches and administrators who just want to be part of this conference. And that's never going to go away. And when some of them have tremendous successes, they will have they will have the opportunity to move forward and, and take advantage of their time in the Valley. But then you'll also have some coaches who will look at and see what they have in terms of the commitment that their institutions make and the success that they're having and the experiences that their student athletes and families are having. And they'll be here for a long time. You know, one that obviously immediately comes to mind is I'm getting ready to walk into uh, the McLeod Center is, is, is Ben Jacobson. So, you know, I think we kind of have the ability to, to look at that question from both ends of the equation, and that's one of the reasons why the Missouri Valley is an extremely special place. Tickets are on sale. You can get all session. You can get all kinds of options, great discounts. They have some amazing packages to bring your family, your colleagues. People come in from all areas of the country to go to Arch Madness, and you see all the colors out in the seats representing the different institutions. Archmadness.com for St. Louisans. I'm telling you, this is a great value to see awesome basketball right in front of you in one of these teams is going to get an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. Another way is to download the Arch Madness app. It's just an easy way to look around and see all the happenings and ways to get tickets. They have all the stats and the previous championships. And, heck, I just put Larry Bird in my all-time uh, top five, my all-time starting lineup in the NBA. He played in the Valley at Indiana State. No question. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, Jeff, it's been great talking with you. And have fun in Cedar Falls. Hope you get a great game to watch and enjoy the conversation on KMOX. Hey, thank you, Tom. Appreciate you having me this morning. There's the Commissioner of the Valley. I'm Tom Ackerman. Thanks to our producer, James O'Sullivan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 